Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is my esteemed co-host, the man who already has, A, his reservations at the Star Wars Hotel, and B, a diabolical plan to never leave the Star Wars theme park, Mr. Drew Celestino. Well, if it has a trash compactor, I figure I can hide out in there like the, the Diadonga, whatever it's called. Just close the blast doors. What? Or that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Every stormtrooper's worst enemy. <laughs> Doors. 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 Hit their heads. Can't get past them. Can't open, Can't open them. them. Yeah, man. Doors. Anyway. Doors. Doors. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Here we are back again. Let's get to our opening statements. How was your week? Uh, it has been an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Last time we both had a week. Um, so, but let's see. That, when, when, last, first. when last we met. Um, when uh, last we left the dynamic duo. I honestly getting back into like last week. I'm I'm blanking. Um, but uh, the weekend was eventful. Uh, no, no blank man. <laughs> um, was was J five by the way like supposed to be a riff on Johnny Five? I'm just curious. It's possible. Okay, coincidence seems you know pretty thick there. Um, so the weekend though is where the action was. So Saturday, um, Saturday was uh, the Long Cold Darks uh, show locally, our last local show for a little while, um, till this drummer situation kind of settles down. So it is what it is. I'm actually texting someone right now that might be you know, jamming with us tomorrow. We're trying to organize things to get things on par for on track for our Brooklyn show next month. But Saturday was cool. Uh, went down went down well. Our friends in Ikelia came down from Brooklyn. Um, this was, I think, uh, their second to last show on the tour in Buffalo. So... They came in, uh, we had some bands from out of town as well, from Erie, PA, and Syracuse, I think, and then us being the only local on, on the show, so it was a cool cool night, uh, everybody had a good time, um, and then I didn't get in until about 1, 1.30 in the evening, and then I had to wake up at about 8 the next morning mm. to uh, get all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and packed up and rocked and locked and loaded to go to Metallica in Toronto. That was not as easy as it used to be. Uh well oh. you know you can do it it's just it's you're gonna pay for it eventually oh, I'll play I'm drummer yeah so sure um so yeah Sunday uh woke up early got got ready to rock hit, hit got in the car um and proceeded to go to Toronto now before Toronto we had to stop at um a rescue event in like rural Ontario, like Ooh. an hour or so outside of Toronto. Because um, the one of the rescue groups that uh, Jen does work through, um, they were having an adoption event and she wanted to go see what was going on. Just say hi because she's dropped off so many dogs over the border to these people and you know she wanted to attend the event and make a little donation and just get some FaceTime. Google Maps got us quite lost. Uh, I'm a little perturbed about that, but you know, international crossing, switching networks. I'll 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 allow it some leeway. But going to a rural section. It was, you know, it was it, it like it, it, um, turn left. Maybe that's a road. No, it took us to a completely wrong location, basically. Okay. But then when I researched it, once we realized that we were wildly not where we were supposed to be, not wildly, but within thirty minutes of where we were supposed to be. 
I finally like researched the address and then it found it. And I'm like, why? Did, it's the same address I searched when I hit destination go. Yep. Like, but I think, yeah, I'm going to guess that the border crossing and had some network snafus that still though, it's 2017 here. I, I, I feel like that shouldn't happen, but alas, we made it. It was fine. Adoption event was cool. Um, lots of cool beagles and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I hope, hopefully they all get adopted because I hate seeing animals without homes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we made it to Toronto about an hour after that and uh, checked into our hotel and then um, proceeded to hit the uh, will call booth of Rogers Center. And I picked up my uh, exclusive merchandise that I got with the seats that I had purchased for the show. So I got a cool black on black hat and a show poster uh, exclusive to the show. Um, and I had to pick up my snake pit passes, my additional tickets that I had won through the charity. So uh, pretty sweet. From there, we went to uh, the official Metallica pop-up store that, that pops up when they come through town, about two blocks from our hotel. Hotel was located like right near the venue, right yeah. near Rogers Center. And then, conversely, right near the pop-up store. So, it was, I, I kind of planned this out perfectly. So, is the pop-up store like, does Metallica do that? Yeah, or it's their, it like yeah. A, yeah, they staff it okay. and, and stock it and everything. So, cool merchandise and uh, vinyl and, and, and skateboard decks and, and tumbler mugs and jackets and banners and all kinds of cool stuff. So, I got a couple cool shirts. The other stuff was like, yeah, it's cool, but yes, not for the price. Coffee mug, $45. Canadian. So with American exchange, it was like thirty. No, you know what? No, that's that's a bit much. Probably more like twenty. I th- it, well, there wasn't that much of a markup. It was marked up, but not quite that much. Um, but no, I got a couple cool sh- cool shirts. Um, the uh, the coolest shirt was unfortunately only available in large and extra large. I had a sad. So alas, so I got my cool merch. Um, went back to the hotel, dropped it off, and uh, my my father who I gave one of my other tickets to, my extra tickets, and uh, my guitar player, Jason, my good friend, my Metallica life mate, as I like to call him. Uh, They made it up. We had some great uh, Asian uh, dinner in my hotel lobby. Uh, The restaurant there was like a um, dumpling house kind of. So we we got various platters of dumplings and got nice and full. It was great. And uh, then we went to the show, man. And uh, I had my first snake pit experience. Now, the snake pit. Yes. For the listeners. For the uninitiated. Let's get initiated. So Metallica, I've never been to a Metallica show. So, so uh, the Snake Pit is a, is is basically something they kind of. I'm not sure if they invented it, but like it became famous being called the Snake Pit on the Black Album tour in in the 90s, 92. So Metallica likes to be like as close as they can be to their fans when they play in a stadium setting. That gets a little complicated yeah. in, in any arena, any big show. It gets complicated. So the snake pit is essentially you've got your stage on the one end of the of the of the, of the stadium or the arena, right? Okay. The stage is gigantic. Then you've got your ramps that come down off the stage down into the you know the floor area, and then there is a front a smaller front stage. You know what I mean? So it's all kind of connected, yeah. and in the middle of that ramp and the, the two fronts, I guess, is the snake pit where it's just a, it's a, it's a floor area for people to be right in the middle of the stage. So I was right in the middle of the stage, basically. And how was that? Oh, my Lord. It was amazing. Basically, it's like as cool as that small uh, 
that small theater show I saw in November. Yeah. It's like that close, that cool, except with the gigantic production that the stadium show brings. So it's just, it's, it's, it was pretty wild, man. It was everything I uh, could have hoped it would, it, it could, could have been. So I got some great pictures. Um, I got a, got a couple guitar picks and, uh, it was it was pretty awesome, and then Sunday we woke up and I went to the aquarium, which was very cool. I recommend it if you ever go to Toronto. Check out the uh, the Ripley's uh, Toronto Aquarium. A little pricey, but very cool experience. Recommend doing it once. Same Ripley's isn't like believe it or not. Yeah, which is weird, oh, right? That's you cool. You wouldn't think they would deal in you know fact, but then again, I mean, believe it or not, is kind of factual, even though it's weird it or not, right? But no, the, the the fish were very real. If it's a fact, just because you choose not to believe in it does not disqualify it from being a fact. But Carl, what if it's an alternative fact? You know, back in the day, we just called those lies. Yeah, I still do. I do too. But anyway, uh, it was all cool, and then on uh, we, we departed and came home. And um, before I get to yet to last night. Uh, so our hotel was attached to uh, Wahlburgers. Are you familiar with Wahlburgers? Julie is a big fan of the show. Not, it's, oh, wait, there's a show? Yeah, there's a, like a pseudo-reality show on AMC or whatever. Please don't be AMC. Uh, yeah, Julie's a big fan, but can only imagine what your thoughts are. My thoughts are... are. Has, <laughs> so, has any, here we go, folks. Has any family done more with less than the Wahlbergs. I mean, the talent level is like kiddie pool deep. When Mark is not doing a paycheck project, uh-huh. project, yeah. a paycheck project, he's been in some really good stuff. He's, he's been, been in good, good stuff, but... but when he's not finding a transformer, he's I I, I enjoy him. I Donnie going into that restaurant was like the most painful thing I've done in a long time. Is it just a shrine to the Wahlburgers? It is. It okay. is so cringe. Well, it's called Wahlburgers. It is what, cringe what, what inducing. What's good? Why'd you go into it? She wanted something on the dessert menu, and decided to follow. Was there not a bench outside you could avail yourself of? Uh, you're a married man, <laughs> sir. You, I am. You, you know that you got to follow, lest you get you know made fun of or, or know, accused of being a jerk. You know, not always. Sometimes you can pick a a line to stand on, and if it's something as minuscule as going into a restaurant, yeah. I think then you're you're okay. I pick my battles. I went into Wahlburgers. As long as you don't make her feel bad for going into it, if you choose oh, no, not to go, where's into the fun it, in that? Yeah, see, that's when you're you're missing the point. There, you could have gotten if not for like a kind word or two, you could have maybe avoided having to go into Wahlburgers. Yeah, you just you know, just a simple honey. I know you really want to go, and I don't want to deprive you of this. This is not really my thing. So while you go do that, I'm gonna go do X. That's far too diplomatic for me. I'm 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 a hardliner. I'm not. So I went into Wahlburgers, and I judged. Oh, I judged. Do you ever go to a place where you don't judge? No. I mean, dude, every time you walk in your house, you look at my son. Why aren't you walking yet? Why aren't you talking yet? I didn't say that. No, I'm just joking. What? What? (laughs) The the judgment of Drew. My God. Knows no mercy. 
It, it has lines. <laughs> it has lines. It's got lines. Wahlburgers ain't on the line. It's like that scene from <laughs> Ghost. It's like that scene from Ghostbusters Two. Do you want to put him down? You're short. You're ugly, and you're a terrible burden on your poor, poor mother. Look, Wahlburgers is not is <laughs> not yeah, yeah. line worthy. I'll it judge is, Wahlburgers. Is not Vigo. That we've got you know, on the menu is like Donnie's favorite, Mark's favorite, and then like some other no names favorite. I'm like. Who cares what Mark's favorite f- fake meal is on this menu? Anyway, it was ridiculous. What's I, so stupid? I can see you having a hard time going. Oh, there. my God. It's, it's the Wahlbergs. Who cares? Listen, man. It's, if you got you got Donnie, who was in a, a teen band. Uh, so, yeah. I equate being in a teen band to someone coming up to you and saying, hey, you can kind of sing. You want a whole bunch of money to do this for X amount of time? It's like if Michael Bay came up to you and said, hey, do you want to be in a Transformers movie? Here's a million dollars. I'm taking the money. Yeah, don't tell me you're not going to be in that movie because you are. I'll take the money. You're going to make fun of it, and that's fine. Once the check clears, I'm going to be a total jerk on the set, though. You know I'm that. just saying, you know, Donnie has made the best of, you know, hey, he was a new kid on the block, and then he had a fairly, has fairly respectable acting career. He was but in a Saw movie. Give... Give Mark a little bit of credit for moving away from Marky Mark as quickly as he possibly could and not going back to it. Yeah. And he's had a decent acting career, you know. He has an acting career. It's it's decent. There, there are others out there that are much worse. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he alone will get me to go see, see a movie. It's not just Marky Mark. Let's call him what he really is. He's Marky Mark. No, no. See, you can't. You can't call him Marky Mark. He's Marky Mark. He, he was Marky Mark for five minutes. But what are five minutes? <laughs> it's the whole. We're we're giving far too much of the show. To I know. The I know. Family. But it's so. It's just so cringe. And the menu's got like Boston related stuff. Uh, well, they're from Boston. I'm sick of Boston. It's Boston. Who cares? Have you been to Boston? No. Eh, it's okay. okay. Doesn't deserve all this movies and... and, and uh, you did, okay, we got Ben Affleck. We got Matt Damon. We got we, too much Boston. <laughs> I'm at peak Boston. <laughs> no more Boston. I'm, I'm okay. all Bostoned out. All right. Anyway. So, yeah. Got back. And then I went to J. <laughs> went to J. Gel Saminos yesterday to watch the opening night of the G1. Uh, the NJ, NB, uh, yes. NJPW G1 Climax Tournament. It's a three, four week long tournament. Ooh. Night one was yesterday. Nice. It was amazing. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on JPW. So. Uh, it was main evented by Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito. Yep. Better commentary this time? <sighs> I was in Japanese, so yeah, it was okay. great. Um, wow. Great. Just what a evening. What a What a... What what wrestling on display. And then when it was over at about 10 o'clock, we got done watching it. We flipped on Raw. And oh my God, what a world of difference. <laughs> it's, it, man, it's hard. That's it all hurts. I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say much more, but man, it's hard going from, from something that's so good in the medium that you choose to, to check out and then flip it over to something else in the same kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, what? What? Yeah. What, yeah. What's was was this about? 
So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a shame. Anyway, that brings us to right here and right now. That's Sweet. the week. That's the whole week. Marky Mark. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Get a Marky Mark story for us. <laughs> I don't have Marky Mark story. <clears throat> um, in the words of the Joker, I'm tan. I'm rested, and I'm ready to give this town a wedgie again. Because right now, I am currently on vacation from work. Ah. Uh, it was it was painful. Painful, I tell you, listening to my performance on last week's episode. As you could tell, I just hit that wall. You were not in a good I was way. Not, I was not in top form. I've had a couple days off. Got a couple more days off ahead of me. So, good time. So not my a care week, in the world. Well, I, you know, I got some cares. I care. I care about people. True. Well, at least one of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, last week, a new wave of X-Wing ships came out. How many did you buy? Okay, there were three new ships that came out. Got all three of them. I, okay, good. The, uh, good. The Skurg Bomber, which is dual faction between Scum and Villainy and the Rebels. Uh, the Ozatuck Gunship, which is a Wookiee ship okay. made out of wood that can fly in space. Because Star Wars? Wait a minute. That's true, because Star Wars. All right. I'll allow it. Um, and then the TIE Aggressor, which is a really cool kind of retooled version of the TIE Advanced, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. It's got a turret on the back. Okay. So adds a lot of fun to it. Um, I've since been able to fly all three. I got them Thursday night and... Uh, last night I was able to fly the last of the ones I hadn't flown yet. They're a lot of fun and building fun uh, squads with them. So that was really cool, but not the highlight of the week, sir. Okay. The highlight of the week came Saturday morning at North Park Theater. Ah, yes. When yes, I yes, got yes, to yes. check off my list of films I want to see on the big screen but haven't seen yet, and this was a Big old check mark. Got to see Big Trouble in Little China on the big screen, and it was glorious. All right. I actually did something different for this one that I've not really done before. So I went in the theater, and typically for a theater viewing experience, I want optimal picture and sound, so I'm very center of the theater, center of the aisle type of guy. I went there, I sat down, I'm waiting for it to start, I'm thinking, you know, movie going, I'm going to differentiate here, I'm going to differentiate between movie going and a cinema experience. Movie going has lost a lot of the cinema experience. It doesn't, a lot of times when you're going to like mainstream theaters like Regal, AMC, things like that, it doesn't feel like... And a lot of this can be depending on the movie, but it doesn't feel like a a cinema experience anymore. Don't get me wrong. Stadium seating, reclining seats. These all, these things are all great. I'm not knocking any of them, but no pun intended. The, the theater going experience has lost like some of the, the bigness 
for lack of a better word, okay. to it. So I moved up. Now, you can do this in North Park. You can't really do this at like other mainstream theaters, because at North Park, there's like a good 40 to 50 feet between the screen and the front row. Yeah. So I moved up to like the, not the front row, but the, the next row back. Okay. And it was incredible. Okay. It was so great. Just having that big screen. And I wasn't like, you know, lean back in the chair, head cocked back. I was normal seating position and whatnot. It was great. And if it's a movie that I've already seen before, that's probably where I'm going to watch them from now on. Interesting. So, yeah, really great experience. They had posters there like they did for RoboCop. Cool. Did you get one? Oh, I bought three. Yep. <laughs> they had three different ones. Bought well one done. of each. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Uh, a couple days later, actually uh, went and saw another movie. I saw uh, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Ah, uh, yes, Baby Driver. Really good. Was it? Really I hope so. Good. Remember, remember what we talked about last week when I said, how much can you hear about a thing until you don't, until, you, yeah. until it drives you insane? I'm sick of hearing about Baby... It's been on a week. I'm sick of hearing about Baby Driver. So it's good? It's really good. Right. Literally, the opening scene is the second best car chase I've ever seen in a movie. Well, I still have I mean, to see Wonder Woman, nothing's ever going to so. be Blues Brothers. But um, we haven't taught Blues Brothers yet in this for game. cars chase for yeah. car chases. Yeah, no. Okay, no. Okay, we haven't. All right. Um. So yeah, Baby Driver is really good. I. Mm, I'm not sure if you would like it though. <laughs> well, no, no. You don't, Why you don't strike me as a car chased, car chase like action heist type of guy i like action heist stuff cars don't do anything for me like i'm not a car guy see and here's what i liked about the movie is that it wasn't like the car you see in the previews the red subaru wrx i I, okay is only in it for the opening chasing okay and then he ditches it and there's no cars in there like, hey, this was sponsored by the uh, 2017, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Ford Mustang. It's like, no, these are cars that are literally like everyday people have. Like even the, the Subaru in the beginning of the movie is like a four or five year old Subaru. It's by no means a new model. That's what I really liked about the movie. So it's not a yellow Camaro. No, it's not a yellow Camaro, which <laughs> should have been a yellow Volkswagen. You are correct, you know. sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, if I can get around to seeing Wonder Woman, uh, Planet of the Apes is out. I have to get to see that. Yes. So, Beat uh, Spider-Man ooh. at the box office. Wow. Which, I mean, wasn't well, you know going to be... I'm not, it's not that surprising, actually. It's, it's not. It's a little surprising, but I'm not like... Oh my god! It's like okay, I can see that possibly happening, and it happened. It's yeah, not that, like a trout stick. No, you know the the, the the summer movie seasons like that though. Like yeah, it's it, very. There's so many movies coming out week to week that the, it's hard the to whatever the next big one is is gonna week. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Um, but so so yeah, that was that. Um, and then over the weekend was Evo. The Evo 2017 tournament. Mm-hmm. Did not watch a ton of it. I basically just watched the stuff that was on ESPN2 at the end. Uh, Tokido won. And, I mean, rightfully so. He's dang good. Um, the There was an American in the grand finals. Um, Punk. 
And uh, I think that it was his first time in the grand finals and Evo grand finals. Like you're on stage in front of like surrounded by a stadium, like a small stadium of thousands of people. So I think maybe the moment got a little too big for him because hmm. he's really good and just it did not he was not on his game for that hmm. so uh so yeah that was my week i believe in a nutshell yeah more or less all right cool um ladies and gentlemen if you'd like to tell us about your week if you'd like to ask us some questions send us some comments make suggestions to the show you can find us at the following social media locations you can tweet at us at Devil's Due Pod on Twitter. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod or at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you at our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. Drew, that being said, time to get to some cross examination. All right. Only got one email this week from Mr. Alan Waiters. And I want to put a disclaimer out there for the folks who have been concerned about Alan since he encouraged <laughs> the wrath. Alan's a good man, man, an honorable man, and he has selflessly decided to give up a portion of his well-earned summer vacation to teach summer school to those in need. So, ladies, take note. This is the kind of guy you take home to mom. So since Alan has made that sacrifice of his time for those kids the wrath is being withdrawn from him that's a big step for you i didn't think you would uh you would let this let this slide well the whole thing is like the whole thing he incurred the wrath is because he was constantly rubbing in our face that he was off well now he's not off anymore and he's not rubbing it in our face anymore okay i'm i Good on, good on to, you. To good quote, on you. To quote Xerxes from 300, am I not merciful? <laughs> we'll see how long this lasts. One <laughs> false move against you in the next game night, and all of a sudden yeah, it's back it, on. I think it'll be good. Okay. Oh, he can still incur the wrath for a night, mm-hmm. but is within the normal parameters of the wrath. All right. I'll, 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 we'll see where this goes. Okay. I believe you. All right. Okay, so... Question for both of us. Carl and Drew, do you anticipate that Nebula will have a central role in Infinity War as she did in the comic story Infinity Gauntlet? Um, I'm going to guess no. Yeah. I, uh, I like Nebula a lot, actually, in the movies. I think she's really cool. And uh, I'd like to see her get some more FaceTime in Guardians 3. But in Infinity War, uh, we ain't got time for the bit players. Well, she we got- did... We got 60-some characters we got to squeeze in yeah. here. Tony Stark's getting his FaceTime. Cap's getting his FaceTime. Uh, Spidey's here now. Doctor Strange is here now. We Nebula, I love you, but why don't you go take a seat back over there yeah. and let the A-listers come to the front, and we got to we gotta let this happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of FaceTime, uh, during Evo, they did a demo of Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. No. Where they announced uh, Gamora and um, Jetta from Darkstalkers. Oh, cool. And they showed Tony's face in the Iron Man armor. Naturally. No, no. no. Tony, Wait, how does Tony that work? Put, 
put the, put the mask. Down. Does he fight with the mask off? No, no. It was oh. like it's like in his intro. Oh, he hovers down with the mask up and he's talking. And well, that's okay. The face is not good. Oh well, we we've, they did. A we've little, said the graphics in general aren't good on that game. So. To be fair, they did some polish on Chun Li's face. So still get, still a couple months before it comes out. We'll see what happens. Is there time to sell shade it to make it look somewhat better? I don't think there's time for that drastic of a graphic. Well, change, then we're kind of here. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the video I sent you? The new character for Street Fighter, Abigail, uh, from no from, uh, Final Fight. No. Take a look at it after we're done here. Okay. It's it's interesting. I'll I'll take your word for it. Okay. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I think um, even though she, I wouldn't even say she had a central role in the comics. She was basically just a tortured ornament in Thanos' background for the most of it, and then she had a moment towards the end. Uh, but yeah, I don't think... It'd be cool if they did that moment, but I don't think it, she's going to have a finger quotes, air finger quotes, central yeah. role. Yeah. Carl, give us your unbiased opinion. Which was better, Wonder Woman or Spider-Man Homecoming? Please elaborate <laughs> on why one was better than the other. This is tough because, you know, they're both good movies. And as much as, yes, they are in the same genre, they're still two completely different movies. Yeah. You've got one that's like a, a teen high school story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got other ones dealing with World War One. So it's it's tough to compare and contrast. Like... If someone said to me, you have to watch one again, I would probably pick Spider-Man mainly because Spider-Man's my favorite character. And for, you know, for the issues I have with the movie, it's still a fun time and entertaining and I enjoyed it. Um, Wonder Woman was great. And like I mentioned before, I think it stopped the bleeding for DC and hopefully they'll be able to use this as a beginning point to write the ship. Um, but it's like, if I have to pick one, I'll pick Spider-Man, but it's, again, they're two, yes, they're in the same genre, but they're two completely different movies. All right. Drew. Hey. If one were to break the sacred bro day code, Uh-oh. what should be the fitting punishment? You have four choices. A, ice cream apologies. <laughs> B, a serenade to said bros in which code was violated. C, walk naked while a nun rings a bell saying shame, shame, shame. I I get that reference even though I don't watch the show. Uh, D, trial by combat. Ooh. I want to give the listeners a little bit of an explanation. It, it, it's, look. Sometimes. Brody sounds a lot more douchier than it actually is. Yeah. Brody's just, deal with your bros. That's all. But 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 there is a council of bros, and there are bro sanctioned events. And if you breach protocol, <laughs> then you might have to. You were losing me, but then you have me a protocol. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to. Uh, you might have to. You know, get punished. And let's see. I think we've pretty much established ice cream apologies are are a pretty standard. Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for here? They're a pretty standard uh, uh, bridging of the gap. Can you explain what ice cream apologies are? Well, you got to bring ice cream. That's oh. all. You, okay. You, you bring ice cream sandwiches, and or a little ice cream comes with the wooden spoons. You, you bring them, and you throw one to everybody. That's, okay. That's, so, 
But then again, you know, the, the serenade is actually kind of funny because we, we, we do have the Ballad of Steve. And it is on YouTube for all to appreciate for all time. Um, if we had to do small, the thing is, if we if we have everyone serenading for every breach of protocol, the Ballad of Steve loses its luster. Yeah, and it's not even the original Ballad of Steve; it's just a tribute. So, if someone were to go on YouTube and just search the Ballad of Steve, um, I can't promise it's going to come right up, but I know it's there. Yeah, dig a little bit. I know it's there. Put it that way. All right. Um, Ice cream apologies is the is the uh, accepted remedy for any breach of protocol. Yep. So you're going with ice cream apologies. Absolutely. All right. Cool. As is the tradition. <laughs> now, does the the severity of the offense the offense if you determine that ice cream apologies will be your penance? Does the severity of the offense dictate the quality of ice cream you must purchase? Um, like if it's a minor offense, you get the little cup with the wooden spoon. If it's like a it's like a major offense, do you have to take everyone out to Anderson's? It doesn't have to. You don't you don't have to take anybody out. But uh, if yeah, I guess if if it's it's a if it's a severe offense, um, you need some ice cream pops sni- in there. Snickers ice cream Snickers bars are kind of mandatory. Klondike at a minimum, but mm-hmm. Snickers are if you really did did it did something bad, Snickers. All right. Snickers cures all, right? I'm a Twix man. So Do they make ice cream Twix? Yes. All right. Well, Twix. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Preference. Sure. Have you, uh, have you had a chance to try those new caramel M&Ms? I don't really do candy, mm-hmm. so no. Oh, those things are dangerous. <laughs> That's why I don't do candy, those man. Those things are dangerous. Lost my sweet tooth some time ago. I found that anytime M&M does a candy that another brand or company does, they tend to do it better. Peanut so, butter M&M's are better than Reese's Pieces, and caramel M&M's are better than Milk Duds. So based on your uh, question, I'm going to go ahead and assume the sugar purge is long over. Sugar purge was like last month. Oh, well, I did for 30 days. I, I, I yeah, didn't. It was predominantly a success. <laughs> I'll be, no, I'll be the first one. <laughs> how, do we, how, do we, how do we gauge this? I, there was like a party at the last during the last week of the sugar purge I went to that I ate some products that had sugar in it because I felt it would be rude. Ah, yes, I recall. So I would say if I had to give it a percentage, I would say the sugar purge was 98% successful. Okay. All right. But it's over now. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Eat a less sugar. I had a milkshake today. Oh. Stopped by Cheeburger Cheeper. Got a strawberry and cookies and cream milkshake. Ever ever been to Cheeburger Cheeper? Once. There's like, there's like, 60 different flavors of ice cream. Yeah. You can make a milkshake out of any combination. It's fantastic. Wow. And they're good milkshakes, too. What a world. Yep. America. (laughs) I got decent burgers, too. Okay. Are they wall burgers? Are they? I mean. No, they're not wall burgers. Well, that's that's, that's good. It's good. (laughs) So, okay. That brings the cross-examination to a close. Alan, thank you very much for your questions. Which brings us to... A, a somewhat beefy case file. A meaty? The, the Thick next, and meaty, if you will. Folks, next couple weeks, for the past two weeks where we've had virtually nothing in the case well, files. Well, we've been, we've warned you. Now we're getting into it. Because this weekend coming up is San Diego Comic-Con. So I'm betting the news next week is going to be at least an hour of the show. Uh, but this week, 
We had D23, a couple other things. We're going to get to that. Uh, but first, we have to start out, um, again, unfortunately, on kind of a down note. This week, we lost two legends of the screen. Uh, the first, which was, um, Mar- well, he wasn't the first, but the one we'll talk about first, uh, was Martin Landau passed away, uh, just old age, whatnot. Uh, this is a guy who's had an astonishing career, Academy Award winning actor, was one of those actors that was good in anything you saw him in, no matter how bad it was. And my best example of that is the horrible, horrible movie, Ready to Rumble. <laughs> you know, he, even, played, even, he played the wrestling coach in that, and he was hysterical. I have actually never seen Ready to Rumble. You don't want to. And I'm a wrestling guy, and I haven't seen Ready to Rumble. Anytime you feel the need to watch Ready to Rumble, just watch No Hold Park better wow that's a low bar to clear but okay all right noted noted all right so good night sweet prince yes Martin landau uh probably uh regained notice in uh tim burton's ed wood he won the award for that she won the academy award for and worked consistently and i wouldn't say a little known fact but not like Everyone knows it, but he was almost Spock. Really? Yeah, he was almost uh, cast as Spock in the original Star Trek television series. The more you know. Yep. I'm glad he wasn't, because he got to have his career, and we also got Leonard Nimoy out of it. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. So yeah, definitely rest in peace, Mr. Landau. You will be missed. Uh, The second, uh, a little more relevant to the show, uh, being in, in geek culture, it's one thing to... It's it's one thing to contribute to a genre in a way that is noticed and remembered for generations to come. Uh, like, you know, Alan Moore didn't create comics, but his stamp on comics with things like Watchmen is not up for debate at all, and that will always be remembered. It's another thing altogether to completely create a genre, and that is what Mr. George Romero did. Yeah. Uh, we lost him earlier this week. George Romero, the revolutionary director of Night of the Living Dead, which was the, as far as I understand, is the birth of the the zombie as film As we know it, genre. yeah. yeah. Um, if it had Of the Dead in the title, that was George Romero. Yes. So. And if you look at, like, what zombies have become in popular culture in the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. You owe all of that to George Romero. Yeah, as much as I'm tired of zombies right now and just don't generally don't care about zombies, I'm not going to push that off on, you know, George Romero. But, like, I first saw Night of the Living Dead when I was younger and I was kind of in my horror movie phase. But I was big into slashers, so I didn't appreciate Night of the Living Dead. A lot of social like commentary. Later. It was a little headier than the slasher films. Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It was definitely wow, man. Like you go back and watch it now, and it may seem like less than like a lot of stuff that's being done now. But trust me, it's not. No, again, like very social commentary. It was an examination of our culture through the lens of zombie flicks, basically. Yeah. Because when the world is you know going to to, to hell. Who are, you know, when the world's going to hell and you have a, a, 
a plague or zombies in this case, like George Romero would frame it. That's just like the setup. But the actual story being told is how do people respond in that situation? What are the power struggles in play? How how do people interact in that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it was very, very conscious uh, writing. And, you know, as opposed to Leatherface or whatever, I'm yeah. going to hack you with my chainsaw. So, um, yeah. And, and not and not for nothing, but also to film, period. Uh, the, Night of the Living Dead and the zombie genre that he created inspired countless, countless directors and aspiring filmmakers to make their own movies. Yeah. Like, think about Peter Jackson. Yep. He started off making zombie movies, did he not? Did he start off with a horror I movie? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He, started off, you know, he started off like a horror director. Probably inspired by George Romero a lot, and I and I'm sure that example can be said for many directors out there. They saw a movie that was probably low budget, but heady and well executed, and thought, "Yeah, hey, I can do this too." Or that you know, this is what film can can do. You know, yeah. So, yeah, huge legend. Yeah, will be missed. So definitely will be missed. Uh, side note, really quick. See that? Um, were you a big fan of like slasher? Films when you were a kid, I liked Freddy Krueger when I was a kid. Ironic, right? Like I like the villains, the scary guys are cool, and uh, Jason Voorhees. I still think Jason is the coolest. But even today, Did you see that Friday the Thirteenth game that came out recently? Uh, yes, I thought about nothing playing but good it. things about. I've it. heard mixed things, but mostly good. I'm yeah. curious. Did you I'm, see, they came out with a skin that makes him look like he did in the old Nintendo game. Yes, like purple and blue, and yes. it's got when I guess in the game. When Jason, when Jason is close to you, you start to hear like the the music. The ch- ch- yeah, which that's just pretty cool. Um, but I guess when you're playing that skin and Jason gets close to you, it's the Nintendo version, the eight bit. <laughs> that's that's cool, man. My only knock on the game, I think it's online only, and you have to you actually have to collaborate with other people. That's kind of a no. That's that's a that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, because you do hate people. I you know after this weekend, especially I do. <laughs> I really do. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. You but, should be sorry. But I'm people. You, you're people. You're one of the good ones. It's them out there. <laughs> in the crowds, <laughs> in the lines, in traffic. <laughs> I could do without all of these people. <laughs> yeah, I get you sometimes. <laughs> okay, so this past week was D23. You're probably asking yourself, Carl and Drew... What's D23? D23, for more more or less, is a trade show put on by Disney for their exhibitors. So it's not like a con or a fan fest, although I think there's some... It's kind of becoming that. Yeah, there's some, like, like if you know someone, you can get in. There's some, they're kind of leaning a little more towards public admission. I think they let fans in, don't they? Because... I don't think so. I don't think it's like line up buy ticket. I think it's just for the exhibitors. It's like a hmm. Well, uh, exhibitors and sponsors and things like that. And media, I would assume, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Disney, being owners and purveyors of so many things we enjoy, creepily so. Yeah, there was a lot to be seen. Two major things that we're going to talk about here. First one, do you, do you want to start in space or do you want to start on Earth? Wherever you would like. So we'll start with what we didn't see first. 
And that okay. was, there was a screener shown. There was a, not like a, I won't say teaser. It's It was put together just for D23. Avengers Infinity War footage was shown. And apparently, to no surprise, everybody went freaking insane. Yep. I read the description of that uh, of that footage. I would have collectively lost my mind as well. Yeah. It, um, you got Guardians of the Galaxy in there. You've got Spider-Man in there. You've got Doctor this. Strange. It's going to be Thanos pulling down a moon onto somebody. Yep. Thor meets the Guardians. <laughs> yeah. I, it's stuff. It's like so, so much. Captain America apparently has a beard now. <laughs> you know, beard. Oh, and, and... Without, uh, you know, I'm not intentionally trying to 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 to. You're gonna poke, to poke the bear. Poke right the bear. Now, yeah. Spider sense. I told you they were gonna do it. Deep breath. Deep breath. You know what? I knew they were gonna do it too. I just don't like the way they're doing it. Carl, just let no no Carl, no. There's, there's, Carl, there's, there's, it's like Carl, I said to you. If if they did Captain America Carl, and didn't give Cap his shield in the first movie and said, "Don't worry, we're going to do it," you would be reacting the same exact way that I did. Hold on, you didn't go through. You know when you, when you, he's how old in the movie? Fifteen. Like, sure. Yeah, it's like it's late bloomer sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It was the first power Spider-Man ever used in the comics. In the comics. This is not this is the movie. You shake your head all you want, but I I I call shameful on you, sir. Nah, no shame. No Because shame. if this had been done to one of your characters, you would have been through the roof. I survived Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I'm okay. It's all good. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, apparently- I survived the Punisher in Tampa, Florida. I'm okay. You, you know what? You you bring a. I can't yeah, help I'm, but notice. I'm aware. You know why I have because it's a gym shirt. I don't care about this shirt at all. Still- yes, it's the hot topic skull. I'm aware. All right. I don't mind going to the gym and getting this disgustingly sweaty and and gross. Still a better design. It's not, but okay. It is. It's really not. Um. So yeah, apparently everyone went crazy. Footage has not leaked, although it never does. Although I will say, shout out to Aaron O'Brien because I think he did this to me. The last Avengers movie too. He posted on the Buffalo Geeks forum. Avengers Infinity War footage, you know, leaked online. Watch it now before it gets too late. And I got Rick rolled again. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that as well. I got Rick rolled. I should know better again. So yeah, all reports that the Avengers footage was incredible. Um, this being D23, these things typically don't leak out online, so we probably won't see what was shown at D23. But again, Comic-Con is coming up this weekend. Um, I think, I don't know, it's tough to say what they're going to focus on, because Avengers, if any war, is still a little ways off. You've got... Uh, May. Well, you've also got Black Panther and Thor still to go. We do. We do. It's all coming so so quickly. So much. So much. So we might see something from Comic-Con. Uh, we might not. As far as Avengers go, I'd say it's 50-50 at this point. Infinity War, I would venture to say we won't see. 
Yeah. It might leak. It might not. They, I mean, the question is, are they going to play that D23 footage again at Comic-Con? Yeah. The, I mean, the cat's out of the bag now, you know? Like, people know it exists. So, like, do they do they feel obligated to have to show it now? Like, and if they don't, people are going to be mad? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But they also probably, like, you know, they don't want to overshadow Black Panther. They don't want to overshadow Thor Ragnarok, which comes out in November. Yes. So, I'm, you know, you got to build those up, too. Not to mention, we still haven't seen much from Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is filming right now. Yeah, and um, Walter Coogan's just cast in it. That broke today. Walton Goggins. 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 Yes, yeah. he's great. He is. I, I'm big fans. Vice principals, man. I still have to watch that. Oh, it's yeah. If you if you watch, I looked at the you, cast. I'm you, like, that's probably going to be really sticking hilarious. Did you watch Eastbound and Down or no? No. <gasps> Didn't okay. have HBO at that time. Okay. Eastbound and Down, then Vice Principals. Okay. Right into the one into the other. It almost works out better in your head if you think about uh, uh, Danny McBride's character in Vice Principals as being the same character as. He played in Eastbound and Down. Okay. Kind of. Star watching Rick and Morty yet? No. 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 All right. The hype is real. I know that much. The hype, I, w- I would not. Hype has sometimes a negative connotation. Like I know is, that. This is just hype. It is not just hype with Rick and Morty. All right. Funniest show on television. Okay. Okay. So that was Avengers. But also at D23, we got... I don't want to say it's our first look, but, well, it's not because they released a trailer a couple months back, but we got some more visuals on Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yeah. And, we got, and, they, and they did this for The Force Awakens, too. It's kind of a behind-the-scenes featurette with little droplets of footage mixed mm-hmm. in, but good Lord, man. It looks pretty awesome Just um the creatures the cre- yeah it's i'm a sucker for practical effects in a big bad way yeah so anytime i see puppets or or you know any kind of animatronics yeah. i'm gonna go crazy Ah, uh, it looks so cool sets and 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 all kinds of on location stuff and it it's very cool looking and yeah. if you fine tooth comb the footage you can start to get little sneak peeks and little glimpses into what is going to be happening in this movie and there's there's some interesting stuff coming up yeah really excited you know where to look it. It, yeah very intriguing lots of intriguing imagery in there i'm usually not one of those that will dig into trailers or whatnot to dissect them mm-hmm. like oh look at this thing you see for a tenth of a second in this background shot this could mean xyz i'm like nah i watch it for what it is enjoy it for what it is we did get to see the uh, what appears to be a new model A wing. Yeah, that's there. So. Um, and based on the footage I saw, it looks like there's going to be some serious uh, uh, hand-to-hand combat going on. Yeah. Oh, and with multiple people yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, can I say something here? Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Lego. Lego. Excuse me. Um, can you can you stop spoiling things? Why would they spoil for- now? There was like a whole bunch of like ships and vehicles. Oh, that got released in Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we got we saw kind of a new version. You know how like the Lego has those. I don't want to call them action figures, but they're like tall figures you build. They're not the little figures that come with the like, vehicles. Like Robotnik or, or whatever they are. The ro- 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 yeah, 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 sort of like that. They showed one of those, which is kind of like what could be a new version of the Royal Guard. 
Yeah, I saw that. that looks, that's, that's okay. It makes sense yeah. they'd have that. And then they had the Scout Walker that looks like it might be like a spider type thing. Sure. 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 It's all going to be good. They have a casino in this movie. Yeah, they do. That's new for Star Wars, isn't it? Kind of. Well, I mean, look at look at it this way. Moss Eisley was like Atlantic City. At, now they're going. At, at now, best. They're, now they're going to Vegas. Most likely was kind of like the casino that, that Chevy Chase goes to in uh, uh, Vegas, in Vegas Vacation. Pick a number. I know that what one. What number am I thinking? <laughs> Paper, rock, scissors. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I think the casino is going to... It, I like seeing different worlds that inhabit this universe. Yeah, and I saw I see, uh, a, a glimpse of... Uh, under going underwater and stuff like yeah. that and uh, you know star wars hasn't done anything really too aquatic uh let me think about all all four star wars movies no they really haven't done anything too aquatic um they, so that's new some aquatic stuff in episode one. I, I what's that i don't know what you're talking about so that's gonna be kind of cool we'll actually get to see you know new settings and stuff yeah yeah we got to sneak peek at uh laura dern's character yeah well i guess is like an like a high-ranking imperial shrugs man we'll see what she is yeah. i don't know i think we saw Benicio del toro for about a split second too yep there was a lot of rumors going around that he was going to be he's actually playing the character ezra from the rebels show and i guess that's been debunked okay so. um we saw um 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 finn in disguise in imperial yes. disguise yep we got some confirmation that phasma is alive Yes, well, which, we which we kind of knew, yeah. but you know, she she's back in. in Hope she in, gets to you know do do, do stuff. Do stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, just lots of lots of cool cool stuff yeah. happening. That's what. All right. Question for you. Okay. Someone comes up to you. A high-ranking Disney executive comes up to you. Says you can either see episode eight now. Or you can see Avengers Infinity War now. Whichever one you don't choose, you have to wait an extra two years to see. Oh. Wow. Yee. Um, th- that's a horrible option. Um, uh, Pop quiz, hot shot. Yeah, thanks, Dennis. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say uh, I, I, I give, give me Infinity War. Really? Yeah. See, I'm going Star Wars. I think I'm gonna go Star Wars because you know what? I got other Marvel movies to hold me over until Infinity. War. Yeah, but I got a feeling that Infinity War is gonna be a game changer in a way that Episode Eight will not be in terms of the story that they're telling. Well, yeah. I, I think there's going to be more at stake in Infinity episode, War. Episode 8 is a continuation where Infinity War is a culmination yeah. of yeah. everything since 2008. I got a feeling Infinity War is going to change a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I, I just really hope they just, they're not going to, but I hope they take a couple of years off after Infinity War. Uh, from Avengers flick, well, no, because you got the sequel to Infinity War, so... No, I'm talking about like after like the final Infinity War, whatnot, whatever, whatever it's called, the sequel. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't know. What that's, that's essentially part two of Infinity War. No, no, it's not. 
they changed the title allegedly because it's not the sequel to Infinity War. It's kind of like something else. Everything I've heard, it's still titles change, but still essentially part two. Because if they try and do Infinity War all in one movie, that's cramming a lot in there. Depends on what story. That's, as we've learned, I mean, from if, you H- as do, we learned from, if you want to do a five-hour movie, I'm okay with that. As, I'll sit no, for no. The five hours. As we learned from Age of Ultron, don't read too much into the title. They're telling their own story with the title that you know. All right. So it's Infinity War, but it's not going to be the one that you read about in the comics. It's going to be the cinematic Infinity War. <laughs> Because, spoilers, kids, Age of Ultron, the comic book, nothing oh, like oh. the movie at all. Oh, I still remember the the fear that gripped me when they announced that title. Because <laughs> that Age of Ultron comic was horrible. How many times has Marvel had this opportunity to fix so their universe? And they, they never do. Anyway. Well, that comic was, like, written and done, and they kept it on the shelf for, like, what, three, four years? There, were, yeah, I, f- I forgot why they did that. There was some reason why that yeah it was i don't i i please don't make me relive it please yeah it was bad okay so that's d23 now getting some news that's a little more show centric uh earlier last week it was announced that and this is kind of you know considering what we were talking about uh two episodes ago a a little timely for us uh, Typhoid Mary is going to be coming to the Netflix Marvel Universe, not in Daredevil, though. No. She no. will be coming in Jessica Jones. Well, that, you know, that's fine. Jessica yeah. Jones uh, doesn't have, like, too many arch nemesis yeah. kind of characters, so um, that's fine. Uh, it gives her another uh, female antagonist she can go yep. up she can go up against. And on top of that, it's as we know about the, the Netflix shows, they are all connected, so it's only a matter of time until Mary yeah. pops up over in Matt's life. Matt, don't, <laughs> don't no. date this one, Matt. <laughs> Trouble. So give the, give the people a quick little background on Typhoid Mary, just the, um, the bullet points. Bullet points, basically, she, is a, uh, she has multiple personalities. So she's perfectly normal when she's just Mary, but then Typhoid is like her air quoting evil personality which yeah. causes a lot of problems for matt um and she can also manifest certain powers in the comics i'm curious if if they'll do that in the show i doubt it but you never know um she can she's basically pyrokinetic she can she can start fires with, okay. with her mind um so yeah her and matt have uh been enemies they've been a little, mm-hmm. little closer than enemies you know what i'm saying yeah matt once again not the best choice for women women all the time um, yeah, so she's come back to haunt a, f- a few times in Matt's life. Okay. So, uh, th- so yeah, that should be pretty cool. I'm glad right. they're. I'm glad they're sticking with. Uh, they, they are. They are fully realizing this cast of characters in in this little pocket yeah. of, of the Marvel U. I like. And it. from what I understand, the Defenders panel is Friday night at Comic Con. Okay, so for doing game night, maybe we'll get a little. You know, extended trailer, little trailer, or whatnot. Because typically the Comic Con stuff comes out. The past couple of years, the Comic-Con stuff has come out online oh. shortly after it's been shown. Yes. Speaking of the Defenders, so uh, which which Defender do we hate the most? I, it's a strong word. We, Who's the weakest Defender? We feel bad for Danny Rand. Okay. Um, have you seen this Marvel uh, stage show that's touring around? Have you seen this thing? Yeah, I saw the... the wow, it wasn't really high-pitched there. Yeah, I saw the uh, the preview video for that 
lot of stuff they're doing. Did you see who's in that? I saw who's in that. Did saw, you see Iron Fist in that? I saw Iron Fist Did you in see that. they gave him a costume, too? Yep. Stage show can get a costume. <laughs> Doesn't look that bad. Marvel TV budget, you can't put a costume on this guy? You know what, Drew? Do you notice the robe I'm wearing? Because you're preaching to the choir. See what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Anyway. Although his costume in the stage show was interesting because it was like... It was like a monk outfit. The mask was right, but then, yeah, the rest of it was kind of like a, almost like a more flamboyant gi. Yeah, but, gi. but it was a costume. Yeah, no, you're right. It was <laughs> it was something. It was something. It's more, it's more than a tracksuit. Yep. It's more than a windbreaker. Yep. In a pair of sweatpants. Yep. <laughs> they aren't even green. Still haven't finished the show yet. No. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah okay. so anyway so the last story now we have for the case files drew do you smell something um i, I smell uh, is it what the rock is cooking no it's not what the rock is cooking oh. maybe a little bit of smoke is there fire yeah, there there might be a little fire okay you're scaring we, me we might have to go back to the dumpster fire uh-oh, we haven't been back uh-oh, there in a uh-oh. long, long time. I don't want to go there. Go, it's go on. still burning. We know this. Go on. Wonder Woman threw some, you know, threw some water on it, but that didn't put it out. It, it only staved it off a little bit. Announced earlier, or yeah, early last week, Matt Reeves, who directed War for Planet of the Apes, and yeah. is directing The Batman. The next... Uh, As opposed to a Batman. Yes. Well, you know, there are only so many times you can call a movie Batman. They've I, done it twice already, so... Fair enough. Um, Matt Reeves has stated that Ben Affleck's Batman script is being shelved, and they are going back to a page one rewrite. Yeah. Remember remember when we theorized that like, Ben leaving the director's ben chair? Ben leaving is the body blow. Ben, Le- ben leaving the role, not so much the director's chair. That's that's definitely well, no, a red what I, flag. What I meant was when he left the director's chair, we yeah. kind of had that that feeling like, oh, he's got them second thoughts, yep. Stoney. He's asking what he got himself into. So, yeah, Matt Reeves has said they're going back to a page one rewrite. He said the story will be very noir-influenced. That's Hey, that's great. And everything I've heard from people who have seen Planet, the War for the Planet of the Apes say they cannot wait for his Batman movie. And I, I trust that. So this may be a... You know, maybe okay. they got Ben on board with this, and this, so this may be a positive outcome from... You know the Wonder Woman effect could be, could be, but it's, let's, like, it's let's, like I said. I think we're going to backtrack with Justice League a little bit because that's still very heavily Snyder. Well, we'll see. But then we, I think we, like I think, Aquaman honestly, going forward. I think they've got they take the momentum from Wonder Woman. They can write the ship. I I'm of the opinion that Joss Whedon is basically remaking Justice League. <laughs> I don't know why I think that. I just feel like you don't just do that. And you and you put the statement out, we're going to respect Zach's vision. Yeah. yeah. And then Wonder Woman makes all the money. Yep. Someone at Warner, all the money, because the DC films have all made money. Oh, sure. They've all made a lot but of money. But they didn't have faith in Wonder Woman. Not 
not like no, this. They didn't have faith in Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman delivered. And it, delivered in a big way, both financially and critically. Exactly. And I think someone in the office probably was just like, just let Joss do what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay, hypothetically speaking, then. If, if, if Ben bails on the Batman, but he's still signed to do Justice League movies... It's, Do, I don't know his contract status. I have no idea what it is, but like, you know, I'm just, it's a foregone conclusion they're going to make a Justice League sequel, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I it's a safe bet. Okay. I would not go as far as a foregone conclusion. So if, if, if the Fleck leaves, what, what do you do there? Because he's, you know, not for nothing, but he was kind of their, their, their big, their big piece on the board with the whole thing. Yeah. I think, okay, prior to Wonder Woman, if Fleck left, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're we've done. Said that. Put it on the shelf for a minimum of five years. Minimum. The whole DC thing. Put it on the shelf. You tried it. You didn't do it right. Didn't work out. Say lovey. Wonder Woman hitting as big as it did. I think if Affleck leaves, it's not game over anymore, but it's still a severe body blow. Because I think the only way you recover from that is shift Wonder Woman into being the central character of the DC Cinematic Universe. Sorry, Supes. You make her... The Tony Stark, yeah, the Iron Man of the DC Cinematic Universe, and then you have a chance. You have to hit on, but wh- so what you have you- to hit on Aquaman. Yeah, you have to hit on a Justice League sequel, and you still have to hit on Batman with finding a new Batman now. Yep. Now that's the thing. How would they explain his absence? Just recast him? Do they kill Bruce off screen and just hey, this is Robin? No, but wait, Robin's dead too in these flicks. So who? Uh, yeah, I don't think. Well, there's like sixteen Robins. So uh, in the comics, yeah, um, not not in the murders. I, I don't. I think you just recast them and then just kind of. It's just a new actor. All right, because I think huh. you run into more possibility of bad storytelling if you try to explain something like that. Okay. Um. So you just do you you, you pull a. Uh, you pull a roadie on it? Yeah, exactly. Just you do well, a roadie. Just, just one day. Exactly, one, yeah. one day's Don Cheadle. Yeah. They did it. They did it <laughs> in Iron Man. They did it in the in the Tim Burton yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Don Cheadle for Batman. Um not not for nothing. Go on. Affleck Bales. And you're trying to portray an older Batman. Yeah. Keaton? Oh, don't kill the don't, don't, don't say it. Don't oh. say it. Come on, man. I can't handle that. Keaton? Mike? We, we'll let you turn your head this time. <laughs> we have the technology now, We Michael. have the technology. That would be something. That would be something. That's all I could say. Yeah. That would be something. Wow. That would be... I'm not going to get my hopes up, but, no, that, but, no, but no. that would be something. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. 
Oh, hey, well, you know, there's always the Flash movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Speaking of movies that are getting made over there, did you see that the, the, the Shazam movie lost someone? Rather pivotal? Well, he's still playing the character. They just said the character's not going to be in that movie. He's still allegedly playing the character. The yeah. Rock. The Rock will not be in the Shazam movie. <laughs> not the first one, anyway. There's going to be two? <laughs> Well, I mean, let's worry about one first. Yeah, that that sucks because that of all the DC characters, that's the one I want to see done well on the screen the most. Um, but Shazam still has it's not a huge rogues guy, but you can get like, you know, Dr. Savannah in there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Do but, that. But but no, I get what you're saying. The Rock had the star power, though. Well, The Rock's going to run for president, so by the time they... True. By the time they get that movie going, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Rock has bigger fish to fry at that point. Yes. He's got to save the world. Yes. Only The Rock can save the world. Attack of the Killer Orange. Sh- sure. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for news. Is that, that, that's pretty much it, but that's significant. Yeah. Like we said, compared and, to the past couple weeks. Wait till next week, because Comic-Con's probably going to bear fruit. Going to be a lot of stuff. All righty, then. I'm just taking a quick double check on a website to make sure. Uh, yeah, we're good. Okay. There you go. Woo. All righty. So, as we are in this nice uh, little in-between time from seasons, we're done with Daredevil and... You know, we don't have the time to fit in another season of, like, unfortunately, we don't have time to fit in Jessica Jones, so we decided to do some one-off episodes. This one-off episode, we are going to explore Daredevil's history in the video games. That's that's video games to you, to you layman out there. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew and I are both uh, passionate video game players, and we enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. that's fair to say. And I also enjoy when my my passions collide. So when comic book video games happen, I it's definitely really a good thing. <laughs> well, there's a, there's some good ones. There there are some good ones, but there are vastly more bad ones than good ones. Thanks, LJN, for poisoning the well. <laughs> Did you ever have that X Men game? Oh God, I rented it once. It was yeah. t- oh what a sad weekend that was. My grandmother got it for me for a present. I knew there was a reason I hated her. Conversely, wow, wow, <laughs> holy god, we we did get the the, the Batman eighty nine game. This is a another topic you and I differ vastly on because where oh, I, I where I that game, I'm not saying the Batman eighty nine game Nintendo game is bad. I'm saying the Sega Genesis one is better. You are gonna be alone on an island. Starving to death with that take over so. there. I think so. Well, you nothing never on, played the Sega Genesis one. Nothing so. on the Genesis was better. Ever. Ever. Yeah, something's on. No, no, not really. Not with that three button piece of atrocity controller. Nope, sorry. God, and their terrible like, sound chip. When you, when you talk about Nintendo, you know what you sound like sometimes? A Trump supporter. I'm a rational person, sir. Yeah, not when it comes to Nintendo. Who's who's still in business? Nintendo? Who's who's not? Sega? Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, they were great though. They oh, were yeah. fantastic. They were they were they were top flight. What an outfit they were. So you can't acknowledge that. So because they're out of business now, every single thing they did was terrible. Yep. Yeah, that's Trump supporter logic. No, I don't think so. Um, we, we did kind of miss something in the news. That's fine. So Atari announced a new system. 
No, dude. apparently Tari's tired of having money. Carl, Carl, I wouldn't say we missed this. <laughs> no one cares. Atari must be tired of having money. Not for nothing, though. The system itself, the console, is looks kind of cool. You got that little faux wood grain. Yeah, on but what's front. on it? No one knows. They, I know it's probably gonna. It's probably gonna be terrible. I'm just saying the box itself looks cool. Put it next to the Genesis in the grave. Put it over there. Okay. <laughs> Throw some dirt on it. I don't care. There's no market for a retro Atari console. No. None. No. Well, there is a market. It's just like people who go to Walgreens on Christmas Eve because they forgot to buy a present. <laughs> and they find the uh, the Atari all-in-one system. So, that But that's the market. Those people are paying 30 bucks at the most for a system. They're yeah. not paying... Uh, new system prices. Anyway. Anyway. Avengers arcade game. Great. Yes. Uh, ported, a- ported to the X-Men home system. Great. Game. X-Men I mean, arcade game. Great. Arguably the same game. But beat them up. Yeah, yeah, they were different yeah. developers, ironically. But great well, examples of... Formula. Yeah. Um, the X-Men fighting game. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yep. Um, the X-Men fighting game, which was the... Laid the groundwork... For the fighting engine style. Yeah, right. That would be in the Verse series. Yep. Um, the sequel to Batman 89, Return of the Joker for NES. Great game. I always wanted to get it. It's good. But I never got it because on the back of the box, no gameplay pictures. Oh, that's a shame because the graphics are really good for like i always game. saw this thing and i never like saw it in like nintendo power or oh, game pro or anything dude it was like a hidden gem i don't know why that game didn't get marketed better but that game was but like legit. Have, you, have you ever heard of that like a game box that doesn't have any screenshots on the back of the box in that era that that was a that's a weird that is weird yeah um what else was a great video game um, comic book video game can we call the Ninja Turtles game comic book game? That was much more uh, of an animated series. You know, it. yeah, the Turtles are always a weird example. Yeah. Because they were kind of licensed. They, they, they're like one of the early examples of independent licensing into, into disparate mediums and having different interpretations of that yeah. license. And then eventually the, in the public consciousness, they all kind of converge, but there's still different different threads out there and Turtles are such a because like that game, yes, it was more based on the cartoon. Yet the box art was like straight up comic book. No, you're thinking of the original Nintendo game. Yeah, that, that, I was yeah, talking yeah. about the arcade game. Oh, 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 so oh, I, oh! That was I, yeah. That's I, clearly I the cartoon version. I'm sorry. That. Yeah, but no, yeah the uh, the the box art for the original Nintendo game. Yeah, well, they all had red masks. It was that. Yeah, that's, that's was, how the comics were. It was like the Eastman Laird uh, comic art. The game that showed that turtles couldn't swim. <laughs> Don't ask questions. But yeah, so they, there's it's it's a mixed bag it's out there. Better. It's gotten better. It's gotten much better. It's gotten the, much better. The Batman Arkham series is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the X Men had a little run there with X Men Legends. Those yeah, X Men Legends, which uh, led into the Marvel uh, yep. Ultimate Marvel games. Yep. Uh, the there was. The X-Men Origins Wolverine movie was hot garbage. Yes. But the game that came out with it was Hot Fire. Okay. That was like a really good... Hidden gem kind of game? Yes. Okay, that's that cool. That was really good. Um, trying to think. 
Remember the? Do you remember the Superman arcade game? I do. Yep. It was like uh, Player Two was red. Yep. It was weird. It was it Red Son of Krypton? Yeah. Player Two. Um, the, the the Punisher beat him up. You could play as the Punisher and Nick Fury. It was like Final Fight, but with the Punisher. Was it a beat em up or was it like kind of like an operational wolf, like nope. third person? That was the NES game. Okay, yeah. But the arcades got a yeah. Final Fight Punisher game. Yep. The Spider Man arcade game. The Spider Man arcade game, sure. Which, wow, those graphics are horrible. So, where did you fall on the Maximum Carnage and all those Spidey games, the SNES era? They were fun. They were fun they were, beat em okay. ups. All right. Like, it was. It was cool, and like the Death or Return of Superman was in the same, yeah, same vein. Sure, sure. Um, they were just kind of palette swap beat 'em ups. Uh, the and you're probably gonna poo poo this, but I'm sorry, it was a good game. The Spider Man Sega Genesis game. Don't remember that one. Was great. It was like the first. It was the fr- I think it was the legitimately the first Spider Man video game since Spider Man on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. And then, oh, we'd have to check into that. Then Revenge of Sinister Six came out shortly after on Nintendo. Okay. Um, but no, the Spider-Man Sega Genesis game was great. Um, do you remember for Super Nintendo, uh, Spider-Man and X-Men versus Arcade? Yeah. That was yeah. not good. No. That was, that was not good at all. And it's weird having a villain named Arcade. In a video game, yeah, because like I didn't know what it meant because I wasn't really familiar with the arcade villain. So when yep. you say Spider Man and X Men versus arcade, I'm like, why do they want to go to the arcade and blow yeah. it? Why do they want to fight the arcade? I like the arcade. Yep, I play I, video games at the arcade. I gambit in it though. <laughs> like, are they implying that the Super Nintendo is better than arcade games? Even I know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Had gambit in it, and you know what the funny thing about it yeah. is that when Gambit threw a card, it looked like what throwing a playing card would actually look like. Just kind of like... Because it's just kind of wet up in the air and then kind of flopped down. Much more accurate than the cartoon. That was, that was funny. So that yeah, game, it's, it's that a game I had fun with because you could pop Wolverine's claws. Like, you could attack with or without the claws. You could do that in the uh, NES Wolverine game, too, but it, the game was terrible. Yeah. That game that was... That was in our LGN. Yes, it was. LGN. Yeah. The Rainbow of Death. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, so yes, we had a very mixed bag with video games and comic books, but we still, it's, it's still a, a mark out moment when they do converge. So, who has not had good luck in video games, though? Oh, Daredevil. Daredevil has not had good luck in video games. No. Not, mm, so let's, let's, it's, let's, it's let's trace that he's history, had shall bad we? luck because he, you can argue he hasn't really been given a chance. Well, we're going to get in depth on his one big chance that unfortunately spiraled yeah so so we got we got two things we're going to discuss here i've got a list of um appearances daredevil has made in video games okay and then drew did some digging for us to find out information on a daredevil game itself yes that once almost came out now i feel i i want to give credit where credit is due uh this list i got comes from the great website manwithoutfear.com we should really talk to we're them gonna, we're gonna see about communicating with them and see about Saying something up seems like a match made in heaven, yeah, or in hell. The kitchen. kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're nerds. Uh, Okay, okay. So, uh, I'm just trying to get the chronology down here. So, what they have listed first, which I don't 
think chronology this is first, but it is the one Daredevil video game in existence based on the Ben Affleck movie, and it came out for the Game Boy Advance. Wow. I did not even know this existed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. That's all you got? It's, it's, it's they yeah. didn't even put a lot of information on it, because this, from everything I've heard about this, it's pretty bad. All right. They put, like, the, uh, they put a video of the ending. Oh, wow. The, yeah, just kind of feast your eyes on that. Oh, let's see what we got. Let's hope to beat him up. Side scroller beat him up. Um, you're it, that's a red costume, and you're fighting the kingpin, Michael Clark Duncan version. It, it's it doesn't look. I mean, it's hard to say because I'm watching gameplay footage of someone else play the game. So, oh, okay. Oh, never mind. There's there's dialogue, and it's bad. Yeah, this is kind of a shame. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say this much for this Daredevil video game that you're showing me right now. At least it came out. Yes, it did come out. It was It was a Daredevil game. It was a thing. It happened. I mean, Game Boy Advance. That's surprising because like normally in that time period when you would have something like that coming out, you would get like the full page ad in the comic book that would show the box for every system it's coming out for. Mm-hmm. And that seems like something that would really be kind of just like out for all the systems of the time. Well, again, I have lots of info on that. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. So now on to some more pleasant fare. We got a couple real good gems here and then we kind of dip back down a little bit. <laughs> uh, Daredevil made an appearance in the classic spider-man playstation one game really the first one that came out he was in like some cutscenes. oh shared some dialogue with spidey this game was freaking incredible this game was fan service wrapped in a really good video game um any spider-man costume you could ever think of you could put on spidey in the game i think you've discussed this this game yeah. before it's um it's not like the free roaming yeah it's more stage focused it's kind of stage focus but like because of the graphical limitations at the time one of the main story plots was uh new york city is being engulfed in this in this gas ah uh, yes the mysterious draw distance fog yep Super, so, superman like, knows it well yeah so you're just kind of swinging from the top of buildings to the top of buildings and it's the classic web line what's it attached to yes yeah yeah so but it was it like the fighting was good it was felt very spider-man um, I think the final boss of the game was Doc Ock with the Carnage symbiote. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You had to do like, it was like a really cool chase scene they did. Okay. So, yeah. And Daredevil showed up in there, huh? Yep. But you couldn't play as him, though. No. Just in cutscenes. No, just cutscenes cameo, which he also did for the next game, which is very near and dear to both our hearts. Oh. The Punisher. Oh. PlayStation 1. Two. X- two. PS2. Yes, PS2, Xbox. Uh, Punisher game that came out around the same time as the movie. Uh, a little bit after the Punisher movie. by Thomas Jane. Yeah. But it was by no means an adaptation no. of the Punisher movie. This was a straight up Punisher video game. You know who else had a cameo in that video game? Iron Man. Did he? Yes, he did. You had uh, one of the levels with Stark Tower, actually. Huh. Yep. It was a weird... It was a cool video game because it was... Yeah. It, like... 
it made no claims to be based on the movie um, of the same name with Tom Jane, but yeah. Tom Jane voiced it, so it did have that kind of connection. If you if you wanted to draw that con- conclusion, yeah. but yeah, uh, Daredevil showed up in there. Um, Iron Man showed up in there, and that game is pretty sweet. Um, if you're into uh, gratuitous uh, violence oh, and, and, yeah. and over the top uh, torture scenes, the the gun selection is what you'd exactly hope for in the Punish and a Punisher game, and the interrogation scenes, yeah, yeah, which you get to do a lot of. You do are pretty. Pretty insane. You never let anyone live, did you? Um. Well, no, because I did. It depended, though. I mean, it depended on the situation. Sometimes yeah. letting them live got you more than killing them all. Killing them all was easy, but if you let them live, they might lead you to more weapons or yeah. a, you know, secret, a secret in the level or something like that. So then again, some of the interrogation uh, locations were just so good. You could, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't pass up putting this guy's face yeah. in the deep fryer. Who says yeah. no to that? Or getting the guy gored by a rhino. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the piranha tank. Not the rhino, a rhino. Yeah. So the piranha tank was straight out of the uh, the, the, the comic book, too, out of uh, Welcome Back, Frank. So, yeah, the, that game just had some really great, iconic comic locations that they just kind of they snuck in there. It wasn't like part of the advertising or anything. Fans of, if you were a Punisher fan... You that, ga- that, that game was that or- game is your Arkham. It, it, yeah, it was like a total love letter to the Punisher. It, yeah. was, it was it's pretty cool, and Matt was a part of it. Couldn't be the spiritual Avenger though. Would have liked that costume. <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Okay, now we're gonna take a little dip in quality. Well, yeah, we're talking about Daredevil video games. They're not very good. Uh, no, there there's some. We've had. We're right now before getting to what we're about to talk to. We're two and one, two okay. good ones, one bad one. Okay, we're, fair we're, enough. We're That's about fair. to go five hundred. Oh. Do you remember a game called Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects? I do. Here's why: because they tried to make it into a comic series as well. Yep. And they tried to like make it canonical Marvel. Yep. And it was like, who created these characters? Oh, the video game company. Oh, nope. Sorry. Yeah. We're good here. It was a fighting game. I don't remember. I just remember the game existed. It was kind of like, yeah, it was a fighting game, but it was kind of more akin to Super Smash Brothers without like the multi-level stages. Wow. Um, I think, because I, I remember I rented it. When I, was, I was, it came out, where did it come out? I want to say, oh, Four, five. Yeah. It came out while I was working at Blockbuster. Okay, I rented it one night. I played it for like twenty minutes. I was just like, nope, <laughs> nope, no, thank you. And this is during like the fighting game drought. Where yeah, there's, there's nothing out there, and even now, it's like, nope, no thanks. So Daredevil made an appearance in there, huh? Yeah, uh, it says here the Marvel Nemes- Nemesis game was developed by EA and featured many original characters who were pitted against several Marvel characters, including Daredevil and Elektra. Huh. Did they have their own unique uh, costumes for the game, or they have a, a small screenshot here of Daredevil, and he looks in his traditional? Oh, well, right. at least they gave him that. Yep. So yeah, that game was not good. No, but we're about to get to two really great games that you can actually go and get these games now on the PlayStation Store if you wanted, but they're 
Last time I checked, they're wildly overpriced. Go on. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Yes. Again, coming spinning out of the success of X-Men Legends. Yes. They expanded now, it to the whole Marvel Universe. Yeah. And these were like action uh, role-playing games. Yeah, like action RPGs. Think of, I think, Diablo is kind of... They were... Uh, yeah, I guess that's a fair... Like, you had stat... There's a stat tree. Yeah. And you stat could, tree. You could bulk but, up your abilities and whatnot. But it was, you know, uh, overhead... And you ran around, and you had uh, real-time battles. So yeah. it wasn't uh, random encounters. Yeah. It was all like, yeah. It was It was like a like a beat-em-up and RPG had a kid. Basically, that's a good good way to look yeah. at it, yeah. But the games were crazy fun. So many characters in these games. They really stacked them. And each character was unique and had their own abilities and whatnot. But, dude, seriously... No fooling around. You want to win that game easy, you get Cap, and you just keep buffing his shield throw. Okay. then the shield just keeps going and going, and you can just kind of sit back and just watch it go. They included, like, everybody in those games. Yeah. And Moon like, Knight showed up in those yeah. games. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, uh, Blade. And a lot of the, some of these characters were, like, hidden characters that you had to go on special side quests to find. And another cool thing they did for the game is, like, if you picked, like, let's say you picked the Fantastic Four, you would get, like, a special stat bonus for doing the Fantastic Four. If you picked all X-Men, you would get, like, a stat bonus for doing X-Men, Avengers, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, Every character in the game had numerous alternate costumes right out of the comics. So how many did Matt have? I believe Matt only had his armored costume oh. and his traditional yellow and or his original uh yellow and brown so wait he had they didn't have the regular red suit oh yeah no they had the regular red suit i'm talking about for his alternate costumes oh okay, okay. so and then in the second game the alternate costumes were kind of reduced a little bit because the game was following the secret wars comic storyline the more recent secret wars not the original secret wars okay so they had like special costumes for those and then like maybe one or two from the comics but Hmm. the special game funny thing remember the scene in avengers when it's battle new york and they're doing like the 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 camera's just kind of flying through the action. Yes. And then you see Iron Man land and shoot Cap shield, and he reflects. Yeah. The, that is right out of that game. Well, it's also that right is out of the legitimately fu- out of it, because in that game, they introduced like... Well, they took that from the comic as well. Well, they did uh, team combo attacks in the second game. That was specifically one of the ones that like Cap and Iron Man could do. Um like, I think with, like, Thing and Storm, like, Storm would create a Cyclone. Thing would, like, throw a rock up into the Cyclone, and then she'd stop Cyclone. The rock would just, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Um, but, yeah, Daredevil was in both games. And these games, again, they're available on the PlayStation Store for, like, PlayStation 4. If they go on, I think it was, like, 40 bucks for Ooh. both of them yeah. for a combo pack. But they were like thirty five bucks each, <sighs> and that's like as great as these games are. That's too much for games that came out predominantly for PlayStation Two, and then Ultimate Alliance One was a launch game for the PS Three. Yeah, so bummer. Wait till they go on sale. If they go on sale, 
definitely get them because they are they're packed with content they're insane they're packed with content and they're really fun games um the next now we go into a a steep decline no uh the next technical appearance daredevil has in the video game is little big planet what 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 they came out with uh marvel had a line of costumes that you could put on the the sack boys okay and daredevil and electric electra were to the costumes what other marvel characters got that on pretty much anyone you can think of oh okay so because it just right. comes out as downloadable content so gotcha just seemed that wildly out of place like we're doing these marvel ones and it's like, if it was like we have cap and thor and daredevil and electra i'd be like wait yeah, what? No, That's, there's there's a ton of them. <laughs> Quite the odd dichotomy there. Yeah. Little Big Planet was a really great concept, but it could only work if you devoted a lot of time to it. That I remember game, they tried to make it a really big deal and never didn't quite the, take the, off. The thing is, like the stage creators are really in depth. Mm-hmm. Like you literally just start with a blank screen. And then you create everything. Mm-hmm. Not only do you create everything, you create how everything works. Mm-hmm. So anything you could basically think of in like a side-scrolling running adventure game, sure, you can do in that. And it gives you a whole new level of respect for people who design levels in games. It's like a Mario Maker for Sackboy. It's Mario Maker times 20. Hmm. Just because the as much in depth and detail as you could break down into is what you can do in this game. And which is great, but it's also a detriment in the game because like you kind of want to play the game. You don't want to spend yeah. all your time making like Mario game. maker got it right in the sense that you could yes, share, you could do stuff. Yeah. Well, no, you could share in little big planet too. Oh, okay. You could do stuff, but if you just want to make a quick and easy board, you can go ahead and do that. The, the interface was very user friendly. Right. Um, Having a tablet as a controller will, will, does that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Little Big Planet just didn't quite get that down. Hmm. You know what was really fantastic, though, in the, in the creator sense was, and I still have my copy. And I would say it's not, it's tough to say it's, it's not better than because it's as good as you make it. But the quality of the game, if you make a decent track, rivals Mario Kart. Uh, Mod Nation Racers. Never heard of it. Interesting. Yeah, it was total create everything. Your huh. driver, your cart, the track, the environment around the track. You place the bonuses and whatnot on the track. It's insanely fun. I'm surprised it never got a sequel. But probably since you never heard of it, is probably part of the reason it never got a sequel. <laughs> okay, so that was that. And then we get to Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. I have no recollection of this game. It's it's the most recent Marvel vs. Capcom game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Daredevil. In the old style? But the, the, the old sprite graphics and all that? Yeah. Okay. They're, well, they're 2.5. Oh. Like 2D fighting on 3D models. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Daredevil was not in the game per se. Oh. But one of the stages... This is the point where Drew gets upset. Was Shadowland. Oh. Yeah. It was a cool stage because, like, Daredevil's just kind of sitting on the throne back there just watching the fight going on. 
Well, like, what, was he Shao Kahn or something back there? That's, that's <laughs> kind of what the stage looked like. I'm not oh, going to lie. God. Shadowland was so misguided. Ugh. And he appears also in Chris Redfield's ending as his attorney. Capcom, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's something, I guess. Yep. So, yeah. Well, it's a cool looking stage because, like, okay, you know, yes, the whole shadowlands a terrible story thing aside yeah, yeah. you've got a very you know martial arts themed style stage no, yeah, yeah. It makes with a whole bunch of hand ninjas it makes sense watching the action i just don't like seeing I low know. low points being celebrated yeah in other media <laughs> you know? well i think when the when the game came out it was uh 2011 when the original marvel vs. capcom 3 came out so isn't that like roughly around when Shadowlands? yeah it was fairly timely so i got in there well those are Matt's little guest appearances. Oh, we've still got one more. Oh. Or two more, actually. Do we? There was a uh, Marvel uh, online free-to-play action RPG around 2012 called Marvel Heroes. Um, Matt, uh, Daredevil was downloadable in that mm. as a character. And in Lego Marvel Super Heroes, ah, well, Daredevil and Electra were both playable characters. Everybody shows up in those Lego games, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah. So. Well, Matt did have one brush with greatness, but it was not to be. So, I got notes that I've taken on this game. So, Carl, did you know, around 2002, this was before the Spider-Man movie came out, okay? Marvel was still in their post-90s bankruptcy, sell anything we can to survive kind of mode. And licensing was uh, going out at a fast and furious pace. And one of the properties that uh, perked the interest of a certain developer, this company called 5,000 Foot Incorporated, 5,000 Feet Incorporated, um, Daredevil was up for a license in video games. Mm. So they were like, yeah, let's do that. So the developers got uh, to pitch a Daredevil game. And what they wanted to do was to make a small kind of celebration of Daredevil in a video game. So it would be like a reenactment of all of his big moments in comics in a video game. So like fighting Kingpin or fighting Bullseye, Bullseye, Elektra, that kind of stuff. Just, you know, small scale, though. Yeah. So they put together a presentation. They put together some concept stuff. And uh, Marvel loved it. They thought it was great. They thought these guys were they were clearly fans, and their vision was was cool. Marvel was so impressed they kind of took over over they started overseeing the development of the game. The same developers were in charge, but Marvel was very hands on. Like, yes, this this is true to the character. We want to keep this game true to the character. You're on the right path. Let's do this. So, development began. It was going to be on the PlayStation Two, and um, here we are again, pre Spider Man movie. Yeah. Well, Sony Pictures, by extension, Sony Computer Entertainment of America, word got back to the developers that um, there's going to be a Daredevil movie after this Spider-Man thing comes out and does really well because we know it's going to do gangbusters. So we're also going to make a Daredevil movie to, to you know, yeah. keep that Marvel moment, that early Marvel momentum going. Bear with me because we know how that worked out. Yeah, yeah. But at the time... It was a big deal. Yeah. Right? And at the time, the Daredevil movie is still years off. Still two years away. Because it came out in 2008. 
No. Did it? No, like 03, man. Hmm. Yep. This seems like a conversation we've had before, and I said the same thing. I was wrong. <laughs> then, but 2003-ish, I think. Maybe 04 at the latest. But you check me on that. No, no. I'm just, but it was, it was right in the... I'm sure you're probably It right was right in the wake of Spider-Man 1, basically. We were all basking in that warm afterglow of Spidey making his big debut, and we were like, wow, that's what... These movies can be now. Yeah, and, and, 2003. Yeah. So they were developing the game in 2002, and then they got wind that Spidey's coming, and it's going to be yeah. a big deal, and Daredevil's going to get a movie. Well, knowing that their development time is roughly going to coincide with this movie coming out, suddenly they realize Daredevil's profile is going to be raised significantly because of this movie. Our game should probably step up in scope to match what is, yeah. you know, what, to, to match that, that exposure. Now, at so, this point, do they decide to make movie adaptation? No, no, that's the thing. This is a totally original game. Okay. And Marvel, at this point, is still not what they were, what they are today. So, yeah. like, Marvel comics, essentially, if, if, it's not really what they were called, but Marvel at that time was still very hands-on with this game and wanted to keep it is a celebration of the comic book character yeah. and his world, Hell's Kitchen, and that you know Frank Miller, yep, um, all that mythos. So, scope has now increased. We got to make this this little small thing. Nope, yeah. it's got to be bigger, and it's got to reach more platforms. So they're developing it for the PlayStation Two, but now they have to develop as well for PC and for the Xbox, the original Xbox. So now you got three platforms instead of one. This is a small team. So now that the scope is increased, they got to bring on more people. Unfortunately, some of the people they brought in were freelancers and people that they weren't familiar with, and they were not the most reputable of folk, unfortunately. So that's going to come back in a moment. But that the problems are going to start to creep up here. In this game, which was very promising, which Marvel was so impressed with, well, here's the thing you got to understand about Sony and Microsoft at that time. Sony Computer Entertainment and Microsoft... To, to develop a game for the PlayStation or the Xbox, they had content control boards, basically. And they were there to veto or steer any game in development for the console as they saw fit so that they could approve its release for the console. Kind of like an anti-shovelware initiative. Yeah. Not that that really stopped much because there was still shovelware on both platforms. But whatever. So shovelware is. Shovelware is, is crap software that gets put out for a cheap buck. Oh, it's okay. what killed the Atari... It's, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. The Wii had a lot of it, too, unfortunately. Which is strange, because, like, the Nintendo was the one that kind of spearheaded getting the, rid of The that, seal so. of quality, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the seal in the Wii years was not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the seal lost its luster for a little while. They got it back, though, with the Wii. Uh, Throw it out, pop a balloon. Yeah. Three! Yeah. <laughs> so, Sony and Microsoft had similar things. Now, Microsoft was pretty much hands-off, like, yeah, whatever. We're, yeah. we're pretty cool. You do what you want. As long as it's good, we'll release it. Sony, apparently, however, were notoriously meddlesome. So, Marvel wants True Daredevil. They're, they are overseeing the development of this game. Sony, Computer Entertainment, wants... They don't care. They want unique game experiences. They want game mechanics that, you know, gamers want. They okay. don't care about Daredevil, the character, per se. So... Marvel wants true Daredevil. Sony decides, you know what this game needs? 
Make it more like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You look confused. You yeah, should because, be. Because last time I checked, I mean, according to those games, I know Darth Maul skateboards, but I, I didn't think that Daredevil skateboarded. Um, and, you know, Night Thrasher also, I, skateboarder. I, I know I haven't read as many Daredevil comics as you, but I'm pretty, I think I'm fairly confident to say that Daredevil is not a skateboarder. You would be correct, but that's oh. what Sony said to the developers. The developers are now being torn between Marvel wanting it real and authentic and Sony wanting, for some reason, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So Sony wants unique video game experiences, and in doing so, they decide to say, make it like that other game. Yes. I like Sony, but no one's perfect. Yeah. So the game mechanics now have to change a little bit. So what they do is they introduce... The ability in the game for Matt to... Because what this was originally going to be was a third-person uh, open-world brawler, basically. Yeah, kind of like the that Spider-Man game for the kind PlayStation of, 1 that, that we discussed. Uh, more like, to be honest, more like the ones on PlayStation 2 that would follow that weren't even released yet at the time this game was in development. That's, that's going yeah. to come up again in a second. So now, what they do, developers say, okay, they want Tony Hawk. What do we do? We can't give Matt a skateboard. It's ridiculous. So they introduced the concept of grinding. So as, if you're a skateboarder, grinding is where you you yeah, yeah. just slide down a railing or things like that. Yeah. So Matt now had the ability to grind on power lines and railings and things like that in the New York City sky. Okay, I mean that's kind of within. It's a stretch. It's it's a bit of, like the power lines. Yeah, that's that's a stretch. Uh, but like you know pipes and things like that. Yeah. I, it's a little okay, forced. Right, I, yeah, a little bit, but I'll... So a good story, I'll forgive you some sins. Yeah. Make me a good game, I'll forgive you some sins. So as so the developers are now having to serve two masters. Yeah. The game scope is increasing. They realize, you know what? We should maybe think about licensing a better engine for this game. An engine, kids, is like basically the, the, the software that the game is built upon. Like Unreal. Unreal is an engine. Frostbite is an engine. Um, there's a few of them out there. Um, well, the Daredevil developers didn't have the money or did not want to pay the money to license one of the big engines at the time. Yeah. So they basically decided, we're going to go custom. They started building their own custom engine. It's fine. You can do it. A yep. lot of devel- but it's, it's kind of cost. It's a cost savings, but it's a lot of work. Well, as this game now scope is increasing and things are getting elevated, that is becoming a problem. Now they have to mm-hmm. do more features and more things on top of their engine. So it's so, kind of like trying to build a house on a basement that you haven't built yet. Correct. Well, no, the basement's already built, and but you're now you want to build the house twice as big, but your foundation is only half the size. Gotcha. You're in rough shape. It can be done, but you're you got to do some severe workarounds. Yeah. Now, problems are starting to creep up. But let's get to some of the cool things that the developers wanted to do. They wanted to have Daredevil's senses take a huge part of the game. So they had it set up where it was a traditional third-person view, but you could use Daredevil's senses in various ways. So they had it so that you could read where bullets were coming from and dodge them in bullet time. Yeah, They had it so you could hear heartbeats and stuff like that from, from your enemies and maybe see if they're wounded or know their, know their weak points know if they're lying in interrogation scenes. Um, 
uh, find secrets with echolocation. Yeah. This was all part of the game at one time. Kind of like eventually what the detective mode in the Batman Arkham yeah. would become. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. Um, they were really ambitious with this game. And what could have been? Um, on top of that, lots of characters. They wanted an authentic Daredevil experience, so Marvel just basically said, yeah, man, put whoever you want in there. Yeah. Daredevil, Elektra, Bullseye, Kingpin, uh, Ben Urich was in it. Josie the bartender was in it. Yeah. Turk was in the game. You shrug, but come on. I don't like Turk. Fire. Got pop killed. That's in the that's in the show though. <laughs> the comic book. It's two thousand two, man. <laughs> um, lots of characters. Anyone? Foggy, obviously. Like it was it was packed. It was going to be an authentic Daredevil story. Um, then they got into the swinging mechanic because Daredevil they gave him his billy club. And his, prim- his primary mode of transportation was going to be he could swing around like Spider-Man and slide like Tony Hawk. Yeah. Let's go with it. Um, unlike the Spider-Man game that Activision put out for PlayStation 2, when you could just shoot the web in the air and swing yep. it, nothing. This one. Swinging on a cloud. You actually, the, the Billy Club would automatically attach to actual points in the stages. Yeah. So it would have to attach to the building or it would have to attach to a light post or things like that. So their swinging mechanic was better than Spider-Man's. They were onto something. Yeah. And it was also uh, randomly appearing enemies, randomly appearing crime scenes. Like it was an open world yeah, basically superhero like game. The stuff they didn't end up doing in Spider-Man 2. Correct. Correct. This was all on the table for Daredevil. Well, that team growth I talked about, um, the small team brought in a lot of uh, contract workers a lot of developers, um, and unfortunately, this growth was was bad news because some of these people apparently, this from what I read and what I heard, uh, there were like drug problems with a lot of these people, <laughs> and it really killed. So people. it was like Atari in the eighties, kind of like that. So team morale was bad, productivity was bad, and the project was starting to get sunk. Yeah, which um, is like because they were running ads for this game. Uh, comics. It, it, I remember seeing ads for it. Yeah. Um, it, had a, it had a trailer. It was a gameplay trailer you can watch. You can find that on YouTube. Um, so basically, it was it was coming. Like, it was in development. But now you've got bad developers. You've got, you've got scope problems. You've got the developers having to serve two masters with Marvel and Sony. Yeah. Basically, a lot of things are just kind of starting to spiral out of control. The development team, the core development team now... Knowing how things are kind of getting crazy, they want to rein it in and they want more control now too. So basically, you've got a, a house divided. You've got unhappy developers, unhappy Marvel, unhappy Sony. Things are starting to get dicey. They even got Black Widow and Punisher to be in this game. Damn. They had to ask Marvel, like, like they had to beg, but they got them. They got permission yeah. to use the Punisher and Black Widow. Um, They had a whole story set, set up where... The kingpin. The story starts with the kingpin being killed, or he's allegedly killed, and Matt has to investigate who killed the kingpin. And then Electra shows up. She's being framed for the murder of the kingpin. Foggy gets kidnapped. You got to find him. And through the way the whole plot is revealed, basically, you start working your way through the the ranks. You end up fighting uh, um, the hand. You end up fighting Bullseye, and eventually Matt has to face the final villain. Spoilers: Kingpin alive and well, faked his death so that the turf war. The, ensu- yeah. the ensuing turf war would, but he consolidated his power. Very ambitious game. 
Kingpin was the final boss in the Spider-Man Sega Genesis game. How do you like that? Yeah. He, well, he was a traditional Spider-Man villain yep. you know, back in the day. Um, this game was literally months away from being completed and done. And then, given what it was, given the way things were going, and the movie kind of pooped out at that point, yeah. um, a lot of the core dev team left. They, they just bailed. And... Uh, Marvel would not approve the game in the state that it was in, even though it was close to release. They they said, nope, we can't put this out. Game was shelved, never to be seen or heard from again. The Daredevil game that could have been. If you guys want to... So great. Could have been. Could have been. If you want to check out uh, any more of this, just go to YouTube and search for Daredevil Video Game and look for the video. It should be the first one you're going to find from Unseen 64. It's a 15-minute video that gives you the full scoop of everything I just talked about with gameplay footage, concept art, all kinds of details about this game and what could have been Daredevil's big shining moment in, in video games that did not come to fruition. Yeah, that sucks. Because Daredevil deserves a video game. If you see what they were going for, it 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 would be it would have been great. Yeah. It well it could have been. Could have been great. Um in a in a weird way, like that Punisher game that came later, it's kind of like see they the kind fruits of fruits of their labor and that. Even though it's a totally different development team, totally yeah. different publisher, like it was a whole different but 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 that kind a lot of, of these guys talk and be like, "Hey, we're maybe. working on, you know, oh, we were doing this, this, and this." I just mean the level of fan service and appreciation yeah. that that Punisher game had. These these Daredevil guys had like yeah. it was going to be the pure Daredevil experience, and we didn't get it. Bummer, big bummer. What do you think? I know it's kind of at this point, it's kind of a fifty-fifty. I don't think the TV show lends itself to a game. No. Well, but if they decided to do a Daredevil game, like obviously, because Arkham essentially did Daredevil's powers. With that's the problem, game. isn't it? Yeah. Like, it all comes back like, we could do Daredevil, people are just going to call an Arkham clone. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But you're not breaking new ground either. Yeah, but. Do you always have to break new ground to make a good game? No. Like, you could tell a really great story. Yeah, sure, you can... If it had an you angle... Can, you can take those mechanics, sure. apply them to Daredevil. They'll work 100%. It's like, tell a good story. Is it enough to get people's attention, though? Yeah. It would have is mine it, as is a fan. Is it enough to move past like what a lot of people would just chalk up as an Arkham Club? Right. That's the thing. You have to overcome that. Yeah. I don't know what it could be. Maybe a Telltale game with Daredevil could be cool. It wouldn't be as action-packed, but it, it would be yeah. cool. Um, some kind of legal simulator. <laughs> I don't know. Phoenix Wright versus Mac yes! Murdoch. Objection. <laughs> that could be cool. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, yeah, it's tough because I feel like it could have. It really could have happened, and now we'll, we'll likely never, never get it. That's a shame. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but there are a couple gems out there to go digging for if you still have some old systems. Sure. Definitely. Sure. You know, find that Punisher game, find the Marvel Ultimate Alliances game, find that original Spider-Man game. 
Uh, you could probably get them all dirt cheap on disc and like you know the budget bins yep. someplace. Um, but yeah, those games are definitely worth looking into. It's unfortunate that Matt didn't get the game that he deserved. <sighs> Damn you, Affleck Batman. Dared, <laughs> Affleck Daredevil movie. We can just blame Affleck. Period. <laughs> all right, folks. We really appreciate you joining us for another episode. We got some more fun stuff coming up for you in the weeks to come before we get to uh, Defenders. We're probably going to have a ton of stuff to talk about next week, post-Comic-Con show, and who knows what other little surprises we might wheel out for you. That being said, if you have any questions for us or comments on the show, you can reach us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com or all these resources are available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. That being said, Drew, any final thoughts? Uh, no final thoughts. If you have the means, go watch the G1. Yeah. Go for some features. Kenny isn't in the tournament, so. All right, folks. Have a good week. Courts adjourned.